Welcome to Top Ten Thursdays. We are Sean Lemmy. Sean Otney. Colin Westman. Matt Carstens. Don't sound so excited, John. Did you guys watch Arrested Development yet? Yes. Some yes. job and stuff. Yes. Yes. You finished, Colin? Yeah, I finished. John? I have not finished. Oh. <gasps> it's going to be a recurring theme tonight. Uh, watch uh, uh, nine episodes. Nine episodes. What? You got me, Colin. I did. It's true. You can't deny it. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot be I'm taking my time. Well, I'm watching the group of people. Okay. And no one's been like that into it, so it's not like something that we're excited to watch. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> That's a buzzkill. Mm-hmm. Gr- group watch. And it's like it's like a chore now. There's been some episodes I like, and I'd say overall it's been fine, but like, I'm just not that excited about it. I say the Navy episodes were all good. Yeah, you're not there yet, right? Uh, no, the last one I saw was God, was it a Tobias? I don't remember who it was. Really, the only episode I was really into was the one where Michael like recruited like. Carl Weathers and like James Lipton. <laughs> That's the only one where I really liked it. Yeah, I'll see the other ones. I was just like, this is okay. I don't know. That, that's the one plot line that I didn't really like. Hmm. The the whole movie thing. I did like the Carl Weathers and you know James Lipton. Well, James Lipton is like on his like little, you know, like I tablet. He doesn't know how anything works. <laughs> He's talking about how he like wrote for Rocco's Modern Life. And- <laughs> It's really unusual. And Andy Richter's great, and he's been, you know, a lot of roles popping up. His quintuplet brother. <laughs> the one with the blurred face has yeah. a classic four musical. Sean, you liking how much Terry Crews you're getting? I know you're a big I, fan. I could have gone for more. Yeah? I feel like there's quite a bit. There's enough. <laughs> Sean needs more. There weren't there weren't that many like really good like Ted Cruz like he didn't he didn't dance or or like flex flex a lot. He pretty much just wears a suit and acts pretty reasonable. I mean for that universe. He's cheating on his wife? What do you mean reasonable? Well, I mean he acts like a like a person who would like conceivably exist in reality. Okay. Which is not what I look for in Terry Crews roles. <laughs> you don't imagine that guy from the Old Spice commercials just out there in the world. No, no, that's weird. <laughs> now that he's got a son, I got I got weird feelings about the Old Spice character. I don't, I don't know how much further they can go with that. They'll probably have to. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think they'll probably have to end those early. Yeah, maybe they'll switch back to the other guy. They're like, hello, ladies guy. I think that guy was, was a Seahawk, briefly. Oh, yeah? 
Anyway, uh, speaking of brief things uh, and Arrested Development, we're here this week talking about uh, short-lived TV shows, shows that got the axe a little too early for our taste um, in honor of Arrested Development coming back and happy endings getting canceled. And that's, as far as I know, the only honors. Uh, dubious as they may be. I guess Futurama's probably coming back for its last season pretty soon. Mm-hmm. That could have been eligible for this list a while ago. But it's not. Uh, as far as I know, the only criteria was it had to be canceled and it had to end with three seasons or less. Right? Yep. That's correct. Very good, gentlemen. The first one on our list is Three South. I feel like so we're the only people that have ever watched the show. Yeah, yeah. This is super, super obscure pick. Uh, I remember watching the show when it came out. Actually, it was on MTV during a very short period where MTV was like, "Hey, let's bring back animated comedy shows." Like back when we did Beavis and Butthead and stuff. So there was this one, and I think this was also around the time they had a uh, Clone High airing. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a few others, too. I don't remember. They're not particularly memorable. And I, yeah, I remember thinking 3 South was pretty funny, but then some years went by, and I totally forgot about it. And then for some reason on MTV2, they started airing episodes of it, like in the afternoons one day, and I happened to catch one. I was like, holy shit, this is really funny. And I think I notified you guys about it. No, and we, we watched got all over it. Yeah, we watched like all of them at Sean's house. There's only like 13, so it's not, or <laughs> yeah. 15 or 13, I think. So it's not hard. And it's just, I mean, it's such a great premise. These two guys are idiots that go to a college where everyone else is an idiot. <laughs> like everyone on the show was so stupid, except for there's that one guy, like Joe, like their roommate. He was like the only sane person on the show. Yeah, because he. I watched the first episode recently, said he applied to Harvard and uh, Barter College was a safety school. He didn't he didn't think there'd be enough white males already at Harvard. He didn't plan for it. Um, this is a show that I still think about in my, you know, still in the phase of my college career. There's some very I, quotable phrases from it. I think one of my favorite uh, little bits was when Dell, the little guy voiced by Brian Posehn, like <laughs> had to read. Oh, I want to say it was like The Great Gatsby or something. Yeah. <laughs> At first, he's like, "Wow, I finished a whole book." <laughs> like he's like really impressed. And then he wrote his paper, and they're like, "That's the guy who wrote the paper. That's so bad. They say if you read it, you'll go insane." <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the episode, you see like a professor who's like read it, and he like goes, he like picks up like a weapon or something. He's like lost his mind. <laughs> and there's also a scene where he's sitting there with the book, and he reads the last sentence of it. You know, Ashes Death or whatever the last sentence of that book is, and he's like, "Wow, that was really moving." Now I guess I'll read the whole rest of the book. <laughs> I mean, it was like nothing but like great little bits. And the, the two characters are equally great. I mean, I really love Sanford, too. Like, I, I, th- I think it may have been like the first episode. They're like, well, why did the Soviet Union break up? Because uh, their drummer died? <laughs> and like, was it like that uh, episode two? They're like talking about, 
oh man, we're doing great here at college. And they found out they've missed like the first like three weeks of class. <laughs> there's like this montage of them doing all this stuff at college, but none of them is going to school. To <laughs> so they find out they're like failing everything. And oh, yeah, they were great. And, and like, so why do you think this, this didn't find an audience? Like a show that's so funny. It was just on the wrong network, especially. I guess this might have been around the time MTV was transitioning to a network that played music to a network that played trashy reality shows, and this just didn't fit. Yeah, it was like 2006, definitely a transitional. Do you think it would have been uh, more successful on like Comedy Central? Maybe, or like Fox. I feel like Adult Swim would have been good. Um, yeah. I mean, they're around. Uh, it didn't, I don't know when doesn't it seem like a Fox like, show. Like, I, don't know, I guess I just say this that because it was created by a Family Guy writer. Oh yeah, yeah, Mark Hentiman. He also did some of the voices. Um, him and the other creator, I think, both went on to to work on Family Guy. And you, there's definitely sometimes I feel like the spirit of the show is a little bit in certain like jokes on Family Guy. And I think Mark Hentiman also does some voices on Family Guy as well. So at least he's not like. Like at least he's got a he's got a job. Yeah, he just went back to Family Guy and probably made millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing right. God, you know, you know, a little weird like fun fact is the fact that the main character Sanford was voiced by Brian Dunkelman, the yeah. other of American Idol on its first season. <laughs> like, there's a guy who I'm be shocked if he still had a career. Like, which is too bad because he at least has a very funny voice. Um, he was great, Brian Posehn. It was pretty great too. I love yeah. he does Dell like in his normal voice, but then he also did Todd. It's like the most annoying like voice ever. That weird falsetto. Todd Wolfschmidt <laughs> and Sternowitz. Although everyone looks so hideous on that show. Yeah. <laughs> everyone looked like they're out of the far side. Oh, like, definitely, definitely had that. Gary one. Larson's comic strip. And, and uh, course, Jeffrey Jeffrey yeah. Tambor as the dean, who's also <laughs> pretty stupid. Everyone's pretty fat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel uh, they are pretty good. I'm trying to think, like, are these people less attractive or Bob's Burgers? Um, I think these people are more are less attractive. They like they're all fat. And none of them have like their shoulders. They don't have like necks usually. It's like back. <laughs> yeah, they're all like, like hunched forward. Early on, and maybe this was a problem for other people. Was the fact that the show like looked so gross, <laughs> but like the the jokes are so funny that I just got used. You know, I, I got past that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think it adds to it. Like it's like this is a school full of like unattractive like idiots. The scourge of society, <laughs> all in one place. I'm I'm just happy that they have each other. Mm-hmm. I'm all about like Brian Bussain's characters. Like his eye is just like a cyclops slit. It's just a slit, yeah. <laughs> like, like he's constantly just closing his eyes. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we could have filled this whole list with like animated shows that were kind of funny that were short lived. I just remembered like Mission Hill. You ever watch Mission Hill, Sean? Yeah. That show I pretty- have positive memories of that show. Not as positive as my memories of Three South, though. 
That was weird. That was like a, a time when they're like trying animated shows on like any channel. Like that was on the WB. Like what were they thinking? <laughs> Never gonna make it. And, and and like animated shows on MTV. It's I don't know how that happened. I don't know if it's because like the Simpsons. Like people are like we got to do our animated show. Well, I mean, Beavis and Butthead and Dario were successful. Mm, that's true. Was it Brian Pazane in Mission Hill? He was the Unibrag dude with the beard. That, that was him. Yeah, that's weird. He's a great. He has a great voice. <laughs> <laughs> a great pathetic person voice. Yeah. yeah. Even mm. though you probably wouldn't think that he has a great voice, but then he uses it. <laughs> All right, man of many talents. I don't think he was a loser in Mission Hill. He was just like eccentric. Yeah. What about Andy Richter? Is he a loser? He had a show. Oh, God. Andy Richter makes me so sad when I see him now on Conan. Yeah. He tried, he tried to break out on his own, and he just didn't make it. Um, but it's the first of his two great shows uh, that I put on this list. Uh, Controls the Universe. Although I also really enjoy Andy Barker P.I. Uh, it was just a, a wacky, fun comedy show with a great cast. Jonathan Slavin, anyone? From Better Off Ted? Another short-lived comedy show? Go on. Uh, Paget Brewster, the queen of canceled TV shows. Keep going. Uh, may I introduce you to Patrick Stewart? A.K.A. Oh. James Patrick Stewart. Oh. Some lame British actor. He's like really handsome. That's like his role in the show. Wait, what it's are we talking about? Oblivious guy. Andy Richter controls the universe. Sean's, Sean's trying to name an actor right now. He is striking out. Conan O'Brien guests in one episode. Ah. I know him. I've heard of him. Uh, so, Sean, since my memory is a little foggy of the show, can you just kind of remind me of just the style of the show or like why it was funny or you know what was the appeal? I remember uh, really liking it, but it's been so long. It had kind of a Scrubs-ish vibe in that uh, it was narrated by the main character and it often cut away to his fantasies. It was yeah. like Andy Richter, of course, the main character. Uh, I believe his character was called Andy Richter as well. Um, but he's just, you know, he's so lovable. What was he's, that scene where he, like, crushes that something into <laughs> a diamond or something? Yeah, so... That's the scene when uh, Wendy's the receptionist. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he has a big crush on her, but she's dating uh, Keith, played by James Patrick Stewart. Uh, and he, she, he wants to impress her, and so he has this fantasy where he crushes like increasingly unlikely things into diamonds. Like it starts out with like coal, but it ends with like an old lady. <laughs> Yeah, I really remember loving that show. I think I may have seen one episode, but I think I remember Andy Barker P.I. a little bit better, just because it was more recent. A little more recent and, and better production values, but it wasn't as, uh, as fun and goofy as this show. It was, I mean, it was set in a weird environment. It was like a... Wasn't, wasn't he not an actual P.I.? He was like an accountant or something? Oh, well, yeah, and Andy Barker. Yeah. Uh, but in uh, Controls the Universe, he wrote, like, technical manuals for 
like this giant corporation. So like he was always working on like how to operate a tank or something <laughs> like really complex stuff. And, um, and that was a source of humor sometimes. That Conan O'Brien episode is really great because like Conan's like the, the crazy CEO who runs the company and he takes a liking to Andy for some reason. <laughs> and it ends with the like he's flying them all on a uh, to like Brazil or something for a vacation. And then he like jumps out of the airplane and they don't know what to do. That show was on Fox, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think of Failed? Nobody gives a fuck about Annie Richter. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it, too. That's sad. I mean, there are a lot of those cases where you have just really funny, talented guys that just can't quite find a niche. Yeah. And they, you know, usually remain just doing bit parts in, in comedy shows or movies. But at least Andy Richter's got the gig of, of going back to Conan. Yeah. He's, he's got that. I mean, it's it's weird to me that because when I grew up watching Conan, it was always, you know, I never watched it with Andy Richter, you know. I never knew, I knew that who he was and where he came from, but I didn't know, I never had seen, you know, Conan with Andy Richter. And so when I got to the show, I was like, oh, cool, you know, he's he's doing something. And then that didn't work. And I was like, okay, well, why doesn't he just go back to Conan? <laughs> and then he went to The Tonight Show and that didn't work. Yeah. yeah. Cursed, and and now now I mean he's funny on Conan now. Like I watch Conan a lot lately, and but it it's almost like he's not like prepared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he doesn't when it was really... the Tonight Show, he had like that hosting job where he you know he had a little podium. He was out there. Well, he does that uh, still. Does he do that? Because yeah. I don't ever watch Conan. I just see clips, and it's usually he's just like sitting on the couch. Boy, I mean, that's, like, that's, chime in every once in a while. That, that's where he goes after the monologue's over. It seems so sad. That's yeah. what sidekicks do, Sean. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's just, just like kind of outdated. Yeah. Like so, it's like I wonder, like, what what else he does? Like, how does he control? Like, he must be like helping write or whatever, do something. I don't know. He just he just looks kind of sad, and they just make a joke about how he's fat every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> he's in an episode of Happy Endings this season, I think. Oh, that's oh. that's oh, why he's a curse. <laughs> that's why I'm just pumped that he's on the Arrested Development again. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to revisit Andy Richter. I'm sure it's on like YouTube or somewhere because just uh, talking about it gets me excited. Just a week ago, my brother quoted like a line from it, and just <laughs> well, the, the, reading that quote makes me like, oh, this I gotta watch this again. The line is, "At least she died doing what she loved most." Committing suicide. <laughs> <laughs> like little gems like that remind me of like, wow, that show was really uh, quirky. Um, so hopefully it's got a place on the internet because that's probably never coming to DVD. Unless it is. Really, it might be. Maybe it is. Surprising mm-hmm. amounts of short-lived TV shows are on DVD. Hey, like they got tick. two seasons. I feel like I have. Oh, it is. It is on DVD. <laughs> I feel like I have tempting. the files from the Bob Drives. Hello, Amazon gift card. <laughs> it says I should I should buy it with Andy Barker PI, the complete series, <laughs> for twelve dollars. How many episodes was Andy Barker? It was like six. 
Oh, yeah. yeah, full season. When was, that was like around the time of The Office, right? Yeah, it was like My Name Is Earl, Andy Barker, and The Office. Oh yeah, two thousand six, coming at you, coming at you, full blast. <laughs> What's there was that? third episode of Andy Barker PI? I don't even remember. I think I don't even think I watched the whole thing. The one with the meat factory. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Yeah, it's been a while though. But uh, I don't know if I'll revisit that one, but I'll definitely revisit Andy Richter controls the universe. I'm glad it's on DVD. And one show that was like the best-selling TV DVD of all time was Chappelle's Show. That's how popular it was. That's crazy. How did that happen? I don't know. I feel like it's a supply and demand thing. I mean, just people almost knew it's not coming back. I mean, they just was it just like uh, that? Or that was really around the time that like, people really just started buying DVDs. Like DVDs have been around for a while, but it, like I feel like it wasn't until the early two thousands that everyone's like, now we're all buying DVDs because I feel like all these records are being like, broken. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's Maybe. just me, but I feel like it could have been like the peak year of people buying DVDs, <laughs> the mid two thousands, and like this is a shot. You know, people were hearing about, but like, I mean, people weren't really watching shows on the internet as much. So it's like, well, I can't just get the reruns. I got to go out and buy it. And I'm sure it's a great DVD to have. Wait, wait, wait. Like, I was day one with Chappelle's show. Were you guys not? I don't know. Remember, I think I think I kind of just caught an episode every once in a while. I yeah. wasn't a hardcore fan. Yeah, I wasn't oh, like watching it every week, but I'd watch Comedy Central, who played it, you know, all they, the time. I mean, they play, yeah, they played lots of reruns. Yeah. It was basically their hugest show ever, at least since South Park. So good, oh man, so good. And this is a, that's such an unfortunate story because, like. I love hearing Sean tell the story of the third season. I feel like he told it to me one time. Well, I, don't know, I don't know that I've ever heard it from Sean. Indulge Having not read about this since like 2007, what I remember is uh, that they were filming a third season sketch uh, and like Chappelle thought one of the like white crew members was laughing a little too much at, and uh, at, at some joke about black people or something. And Chappelle like started feeling that his show like had become racist instead of mo- mocking racism. And he like just bailed. He went to uh, South Africa, somewhere in Africa, I think. Yeah. Uh, and you know he has he has a real problem with with celebrity. He does not like being famous, as far as I can tell. And Comedy Central was like, "Well, dude, we got all these sketches. Like, can you come back and let us put out this season?" And Chappelle's like, "Only if you donate all the money from it to charity, or I'm not coming back." And they aired it and did not donate all the money to charity because that's a ridiculous request. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, unlike all the other shows on this list, it just ends tragically because of, I guess, I guess you call it creative differences, but more because the Chappelle of Chappelle show, like, couldn't keep doing it anymore. Couldn't handle how 
huge that show became. So do you... <laughs> that's interesting. I don't think I've ever heard that story. I feel like the way Sean described it to me the first time was like... Yeah, basically they were like... Uh, we're gonna air these. And Chappelle's like, if you do, I ain't, I ain't doing it. Fuck you. And well, that's we, pretty That's pretty much what he is doing by saying you have to give all the money to yeah. charity. Yeah, but... Uh, it's just... I, I didn't hear the whole part about him thinking like uh, it was racist. Because that, that makes me feel like, wow, am I, like, am I not allowed to like this show? <laughs> like, uh, Would Dave Chappelle approve yeah, of you laughing like, this hard? And, I don't... I feel people. like his racial comedy is, is pretty smart, and most of the time it's making fun of racists or, or of stereotypes, not not the people that are affected by them. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. And there's so many great sketches in there. Anyone have a favorite that comes to mind? Black Bush. <laughs> yellow cake. Because <laughs> of yellow cake, man. God, what are some other good... Well, one of my favorites, I mean, if we're talking about some of the other people involved in the show, was uh, Charlie Murphy's Prince story. About how in the eighties, him and Eddie Murphy challenged Prince and that's like a basketball game, and they got like their asses kicked. But like Prince had all like all these like fruity picks and stuff <laughs> that he's like doing, and at the end, he like made them like pancakes. Pancake. <laughs> Just these great insights into the bizarre underworld of Hollywood in the eighties. He's also got the great, of course, the Rick James story, which is pretty good. <laughs> Those are definitely my favorite. I think one of my favorite is the uh, the blind KKK guy. Yeah, that's the one that put him on the map. That was yeah. the very first episode. Oh, had, was uh, it really? Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking bold television. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> he divorced his wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, about how when he takes his hood off, that one guy's head explodes. He <laughs> 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 couldn't take it. Was that what was what was TV or more specifically cables TV uh, like use of the N word like before that? Because I felt I like that was a big deal. It's really varying. I feel like still it's bleeped sometimes and not other <laughs> yeah. times, and I don't know what what the rule is. Yeah, I mean it could be after ten o'clock yeah. that type of deal, but I don't know. But I feel like even back then it wasn't like. There weren't, like, 10 o'clock rules like there are now. Maybe I'm wrong. But it's, it's just, it's one of those, I mean, I felt like that was the whole, like, racist thing. Like, like it should, like, I, I, like there's definitely some white guilt along with watching the Chappelle show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did they say the N-word on All in the Family? Back in the seventies, I'm sure they did. I feel like I've seen it came that up clips. so much. God, I need to watch this show. It's so raw. Yes. Oh shit! It scares the crap out of me when I watch it. Way too into like I'm not even. It's it's too much. It's too blunt for me. Yeah, I can't take it. <laughs> mm. You know, also about Chappelle shows, Paul Mooney. Oh, yeah. Paul Mooney is the best. You mean Negro Damas. Well, he did both. 
You know, like ask a black man in the Negro yeah. Thomas where he's I don't like, think I ever laughed harder. I feel like I was at Colin's house. Yeah, we both laughed really hard. <laughs> was it like the was Tom doing, Hanks one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're reviewing God, what the fuck were they reviewing? It was, well, he was saying like, oh, the last samurai with yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah, that makes sense. Make a white guy the last samurai. What was another movie that... He was like, oh, that's like Tom Hanks' last, you know, on Earth. Yeah. God, I've never laughed so hard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, bits. Why people like Wayne Brady because he makes Bryant Gumble look like Malcolm X. <laughs> I mean, how's, how's that for a great episode? The Wayne Brady one. Oh, yeah. It's PCP, <sighs> motherfucker. Is Wayne Brady gonna have to choke a bitch? <laughs> He's just like shooting people. He shoots that cop. <laughs> Keep a neat cap. <laughs> I feel like that, that really gave me a lot of respect for Wayne Brady being able to make fun of a, like his, his, uh, like his appearance. And his, yeah. you know, his squeaky clean attitude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we can go on for a while. Great Chappelle show sketches. I don't think we need to. I think we need to talk about how great the critic was. <laughs> you not a fan? I just hate him. John Lovitz. I don't hate him. I just like to say that. <laughs> but he's just not. He's not my favorite. And I remember watching the show at Sean's and a couple episodes be bored out of my mind. Because he didn't get the references to mid-90s movies. Yeah, I guess. That's really too bad, man. I'm sorry. Should be. I love this show. I own it on DVD. I watched it like so many times. So many uh, times. Yeah, this is another one of those shows where it's two guys from a successful show. In this case, Al Jean and Mike Reese from The Simpsons going off to do their own thing. And I, I mean, well, it was not on the same level as Simpsons, but every once in a while, there's some jokes that were just so great. I think what I remember most about the critic were a lot of had a lot of great visual gags, mostly like around like Jay's a appearance and like how fat and like grotesque he is i just remember like someone like little things like looking through like a like an eye hole in a door and he looks like looks all warped and gross on the other side and they go Ugh. and they open the door and he still looks exactly the same <laughs> <laughs> and like what he'd be like in an emergency and they'd have like his file photo in the corner and be like morbidly obese and then that same episode they like made like a made-for-TV movie about him being rescued from the fire, and he's played by a sumo wrestler. <laughs> I re- uh, he he like becomes a prisoner of war in one episode, and they try to lift him off with a helicopter, and he like brings down the helicopter. <laughs> Which another great aircraft uh, crashing scene is uh, his dad is on is in an airplane, and he goes to the cockpit, and it's a penguin flying the plane and he goes penguins can't fly and the airplane immediately just goes tumbling out of the sky <sighs> uh, yeah that was good stuff Let's see what else why well, I know like I think my all time favorite gag from the show was just a very simple one it very much reminded me of the Simpsons when there's like a planetarium 
And right under that, it said, it's like Star Trek, except it sucks. <laughs> it, was, it was very clever. Uh, I liked the characters a lot. Um, and if it was, you know, on the same time as The Simpsons, or you know, like on you know, the same era, like, I wonder, I wonder why it, it didn't take off. You know, what why network was it, was it on? It was on it's, Fox. Well, okay, that's what's kind of interesting, is it was on Wasn't ABC it? first, and it got canceled, uh-huh. and then they moved it to Fox. See, I never. I always remember watching it on Fox. I never remembered it being on ABC. So that's interesting. They had some weird deal. I think they were going to try to make it work on UPN, but it seems it, like a UPN show. Shit just got <laughs> broke. Right yeah, there. if it, if it would have started on UPN, it would have been with us today. I think maybe maybe it partially had to do with the premise. Like Simpsons is like a really easy show to get a grasp of. It's like oh, they're a family. You know, family hijinks. The critic, like he's a movie critic. Um, I don't know. I, I, maybe people just didn't respond to that as much. I don't know. Perhaps. It was a time when movie critics were actually celebrities. Yeah, of course. I mean, hey, this Siskel and Ebert were on an episode as themselves for as the whole episode. episode. Like they had practically never made appearances in movies or anything, but they made an exception for the critic. Yeah, I remember before they even did it. They actually reviewed the show on their show, which is odd considering they only review movies. But I remember they were like giving the show pointers, like what they could do better with the show. They were like really supportive of it. They wanted to see it thrive because it was about, you know, (laughs) their people. And it was, you know, they also tackled like the, you know, he was a critic who hates all the mainstream movies and, and loves art films and. It handled criticism in an interesting way, although most of the time it just used it to to make jokes, doing weird references and and you know impossible sequels and weird like movies that like don't exist. They always show clips. One of my favorite clips was it will always be hee haw the next generation. Oh my god! Like next generation, but they're like dancing around with fiddles and stuff. Like that was pretty good. Yeah, I don't. I think it was too much of a niche show. I, I think people just uh, thought it was weird. I don't know. And then it, it's probably had another thing to do with scheduling. I feel like it's hard for animated shows to like find like when it should be on. And maybe if it would been no, even if it had been done today, there's still hella like like Fox shows that fail. <laughs> it's difficult to find an audience. I, I don't know. And they're probably expensive to produce, so if you don't get good viewership, then, like, who gives a shit? So, sad. show was a great uh, showcase for uh, Maurice LaMarche. He had a lot of fun roles. He's, he's doing all sorts of characters. Did he have, a, a like, a one in the main cast, or was he just doing basically all, like, every character in all the movie clips? I think that's more of what he was doing. That was mostly what he did, but he was also Jay's, like, actor friend. Oh, like yeah, yeah. He was he was great. He was doing all sorts of stuff. But no, I love John Lovitz. He's uh, he's got a great. uh, I love those catchphrases. I just love his style of humor. He's always doing hachi machi and then that aham aham. I don't know. He's an oddball. It stinks. (laughs) Do you remember the episode when he? gets abducted and there's like the cardboard cutout of him that just keeps going buy my book buy my book yes <laughs> he's he's so pathetic and it just it, it, I just found it kind of funny because I feel like 
you know, Jake kind of looks like John Lovitz. It's almost like he's making fun of himself a little bit. <laughs> like he's willing to be, play this character that's so pathetic. But that's what made him so, so funny. Top-notch entertainment. Now, Firefly. It kind of got its due because it got a movie. But it only had one season. And it deserves so much more. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm I talking mean, about? Obviously, we could at least talk about why it failed. Wasn't it like on Fox on like Saturday nights or something? Like some it had like the worst, absolute worst time slot the show could have. It was something like that, right? Saturday or Friday. Uh, let's go with yes. I feel like it, it got bumped from like a shitty time to an even shittier time. <laughs> yeah, like from like Friday to like Saturday or something. Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Sundays at four. Something. Yeah, they, it bumped sports bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't in the numbers. Sports bloopers from like 1992. I don't even know how many they aired before it got canceled. I doubt that many. And they or they aired it out of order. They aired them out of order. Um, it's. I mean, it's tough with with the, sh- it, the the first episode is a movie, and like. I, not a lot of network shows get away with that. And uh, I feel like it, maybe they created the perception by doing that, that it was like such a serialized show that people just couldn't come in and watch it. It's, it's, it's actually a really accessible show because it's, it's just jokes most of the time. Jokes and, and Western shit in space. Like every character is Han Solo. Yeah, kind of. My feeling. It's like Han Solo, the TV show. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's really fun. It's got a a terrific ensemble cast. One of the one of the best that the world ever got. But of course, we squandered it. So my question here is, like my only um, my only hesitation with watching it is, will I just be unsatisfied? You will be totally satisfied because. It ends in an interesting place that wouldn't be that satisfying, but then they made a movie that basically is like, okay, let's wrap everything up. Okay. And, I mean, the movie ends in a way that, like, the show could have kept going Mm -hmm. if way more people saw that movie. Yeah. But it's, like, it takes... There wasn't... There was one central mystery to the series, and then there are a few other things that are kind of hinted at during the series but I wasn't like really worried about it. And they answer most of those. There's one thing that's purposely left ambiguous and I'm fine with that. It's good. It's a real good movie, real good TV show. I, I really, really enjoy it. I just, I feel like even more than Chappelle's show, people have been bitching and moaning about this to come back for way too damn long. They got the movie. It's done. I'm happy. Like the entire cast went on to star in other shows it just could never happen. Kind of like Arrested Development. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. So Fly the Concords is on this list, but uh, it was not canceled. They chose to end it. Yes. Which was wrong. Incorrect. <laughs> I can respect it. I just, I feel like it wasn't... 
because like I don't know. I just feel like it was lazy, and maybe that's un- it's probably unfair to say that, but yeah, it's just that's just how I feel, you know. Just like it's oh, so- it was it was too hard to write these episodes. <laughs> Like, yeah, you're writing a TV show. It's kind of hard, but I guess if you don't want to do it. Like, and, I th- and I don't even... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I, f- I feel like the, the music really took a dip between the yeah. first season yeah, and the Yeah, and season. I agree, but it's not even about the music for me. Like, they have a couple good songs in there that are funny, but a lot of times it's solely about the comedy to me, which, which is what makes the show work so much. I mean, maybe it's just I could listen to New Zealand people talk for a half hour, and I would think that's a great show. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. But, like, their exchanges with uh, Marty and and uh, the, the girl, I can't remember her name. <laughs> but, God, I, like, I watched it pretty recently, and I was just all about it. I'm all about Doug. That's my guy. Which was Doug? Just the husband of the girl. Oh. I can't remember. <laughs> Mel sorry. is. Yeah, Mel. Name. Yeah, I just love how like he just takes everything in stride, and they're always like, "Hey, Doug," and he's like, "Oh, hey, guys." <laughs> <laughs> or like, there's the party, <laughs> the party that Mel won in the fan contest to have like dinner with them, <laughs> and they're at her house. And uh, Brett, like, goes to the bathroom or something and opens the wrong door. And he's like, Doug's in the basement. <laughs> he's like, oh, Doug, why don't you come up with us? And he's like, oh, no, it, it's her night. <laughs> Poor Doug. He's really accommodating. He's a good guy. He's a great guy. I need a Doug spinoff. <laughs> Just an all-around great guy. My favorite bit was always... Uh, Doggy bounce by the crazy dogs. <laughs> Do the dogs? <laughs> they break up and each um, Jermaine and Brett each get a new guy, and one one guy gets Todd Berry who like does extended bongo solos, <laughs> and then it's Dimitri Martin who has like a guitar, and then and then Todd Berry and Dimitri Martin start their own band, Crazy Dogs. And it's like spelled with like three G's and a Z. <laughs> I love that song. Orf, orf, do the doggy bounce. I kind of like Todd Berry's like trying to introduce it. To like early on, yeah. Like, like, no, it's like you put your arms up and you go arf arf. Like it's gonna be like a great idea. I'm all about like how hit. I'm all about how Marty like interacts with Dimitri Martin about his guitar. He's like, "What is that?" You mean Murray? <laughs> yeah, Murray. Sorry, Marty. Yeah. Oh, I love the interactions with Murray. One of my favorites. I mean, it's it, I'm, I can't do it justice because it's mostly visual. But he's like trying to get banned photos, and he only has like two pictures. And one they've like taken either Brit or. Jermaine's like face and like pasted over a picture of someone and it was like another photo where they like, circled like someone is like question mark is this you <laughs> he's like uh no I think I actually took that photo so neither of us are in that photo <laughs> just circled people I thought it might be like he was such a terrible terrible uh manager and he get them like gigs at the library yeah. and then like elevators and stuff you gotta, you gotta be quiet <laughs> 
Uh, but then, yeah, I was always kind of iffy on the songs, but one of my favorite songs is when they, they never like ever got to do like an extended version of was like that. Who likes to rock the party? <laughs> that was just <laughs> their go to. Like whenever they yeah. were at a gig, that's the only song they would play. Like, they, they played like the Kurt cultural, like like it was like International Music Day thing. Yeah. It was hosted by Daryl Hall. Flew to the Commodores. <laughs> <laughs> Who likes to rock the party? And he, like after like 10 seconds, like, OK, let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely thought it was getting better because the songs kind of took a backseat to just all the awkward comedy and the yeah. characters you're really starting to grow with and like even more. You know, that's the thing with these kind of shows. Like you like the characters more and more. You just feel like you get to know them. So it was really, it was really tough when they decided, oh, let's end it. I'm all, all about Dave too. Can't forget about Dave. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Like, oh, God, like. They, they they cut a guy's whole body off. <laughs> yes, that is my favorite joke for that they show. Cut his whole body off. <laughs> because in the end, he was just a dick. And that was the show where earlier on, um, Brett, you know, does his rap about how he hates all rappers. Yeah. They're all not very good. Mm. And then, like, one point later in the episode, Brett locks all the doors. <laughs> and he's got, like, a baseball bat. And then Jermaine comes in. He's like... What what do you what do you do with the baseball bat lock and everything's like I'm afraid Missy Elliott's gonna come in here and chop my whole body off. <laughs> you mean they chopped your his dick off? No no no. <laughs> chop his whole body off. Just the dick. Oh my god, that's so funny. Well, at least a good chunk of the cast is on Bob Burgers now. Is, is, oh, yeah. Gross. is that good? I'll check it out. It's on Netflix. Bob Look at that. It's okay. Yeah. I, uh, I read somewhere that they they might be doing a movie, but that's still early. They should do something. <laughs> I just remembered they had the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Brian. <laughs> Brian, he's well, meeting Obama. And the Matrix had just come out over in New Zealand. <laughs> it's like really into it. And about the glitch in the Matrix when they went to that like party and there's like impersonators and there's like two of the same one. Yeah. There's a glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> he was always like, he was always like, oh, I don't really believe in the Matrix, but do you believe in the Matrix? <laughs> I yes, knew it. So do I. <laughs> Some solid guest stars on that show, including Eliza Coop, gone of Happy Endings. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't remember because I oh she she was back then. She's one of the girlfriends in the in the that episode where they get girlfriends. Yeah. Foodie Fafas in that episode. And they do drugs. Uh, <laughs> what is it when Brett gets a girlfriend and Jermaine's like going along with him? <laughs> He's like, you know, I'm getting kind of bored with what we're doing on these dates. Can we do something I like for what? <laughs> yeah, they just kind of <laughs> try to get him out of there. <laughs> uh, yeah, is that a... Uh... And he's always, like, trying to make the girlfriend Yoko, even though he's just the third wheel. Mm-hmm. She's in a couple episodes, right? Yeah. Coco? I was all about that song he wrote for her that was like me and you and the dudes, you know. Like, 
if that's what you're into. <laughs> that was one of my favorite songs. <laughs> Is that the same episode where he talks about like they're staying in a or there's he like Jermaine like made like a a female version of Brett like a yeah. doll. He's <laughs> like. I don't know, making out with it or something. <laughs> and, and Brett's like, this sounds kind of gay. <laughs> <laughs> Did he write the song, too? He she made song. like, it's like, if I'm imagining you're a woman, it's, it's not gay. Because you'd be a woman. <laughs> song that's like, Brett, you got it, go. Yeah, that is. <laughs> ah, great stuff. Like another canceled show, Freaks and Geeks. Still haven't finished it. Really? Why? Uh, just God. have what? you tried, or did you just no? I quit when we all separated. Tried. It's always been something that I've like. It's been on my back burner. It's really easy to watch when you don't have the group dynamic to worry about. Yeah, but I just enjoyed that dynamic so much. Just uh, have a go yeah. around. To it. We made it pretty far. We watched like eight episodes together mm-hmm. as a team. It's top dollar. Basically, at this point in my life, I'm just like looking for things, excuses not to watch Star Trek. So I might just, I might do that. (laughs) That's too bad. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not. I just need a little break, you know. Star Trek's intense. Star Trek is intense, and Freaks and Geeks is more than an alternative. It stands on its own, even to this very day. Right, guys. Yeah, it's kind of one of a kind, really. I don't know. Not many shows that handle being a teenager and all its awkward glories as well as Freaks and Geeks does. And it's... I, I can't think of many shows that, that are able to do comedy and drama so well. I mean, it is an hour-long show. That might be why it didn't last, because dramedies really very rarely succeed. But I kind of like it now because you got to spend more time with these characters in their brief run on television. It's a beautiful show about freaks and geeks. Uh, Which which do you sympathize with more, though? Or or identify with more? Well, it's... I mean, easy. They would be the geeks for me. Huh? Yeah, yeah. We're not like we weren't like smoking weed and getting into <laughs> hijinks and shit. We're right. just like Got talking about air. We're talking about airplane, just like the kids on Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> we got in a little bit of hijinks, but nothing that. Bad. Yeah, we we did have a band which the Freaks on Freaks and Geeks had. So there's a little bit of crossover, and I feel like stuff like Fugitive. That's that's freaky. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a uh, would they play the game though? Or would... But we were pretty innocent. They just they just have to hijinks. Yeah. They don't play by nobody. Well, I don't know. Well, what about when Colin made that sign say "Eat our penis and poop"? That's pretty. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was like the elementary school too. That was high quality hijinks. <laughs> school some school that is gay. What what is that other one? Say? Yeah, I think. Another one, one of those cool signs that say things. 
We changed it to, I believe it was, school is gay and eat our penis and poop. Which was the best we could do with the letters that were given to us. It's so weird that they didn't have a lock on that yeah. thing. Just open it up and switch the letters around. I remember when you do that, I would be freaking out. Because it was a pretty busy street. Like, I did not have the balls to do that. Yeah, which is weird because yeah. you seem like the kind of person that would do that type yeah. of thing, not me. Yeah. I, I always gave you mad respect for that, Colin. Yeah. I was all about, I was all about that. <laughs> I think Jake still has that picture on Facebook. Nice. Anyways, this was a show that basically introduced us to the entire Apatow company of actors. Got you Jason Siegel, your Seth Rogen, James Franco. I guess no one else. Oh, and then got Martin Starr. Rashida Jones for like two episodes. Oh, yeah. There are also people that just kind of show up that got big later. Shia LaBeouf's in an episode. Yeah. <laughs> that bum's shot out. That's during his prime, you know. I guess if you call Even Stevens his greatest work. It was before Even Stevens, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. I think a little bit before. And it got old. I'm just trying to think of other people that were on it. Uh, Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. <laughs> if he ever got big, I don't know. Okay. I mean, did this brown hair, brown eyes. Because they all have brown hair and brown eyes. That was the joke. Ah, yes, yes, yes. That was good. I've looked through so many of Jake's photos on Facebook and I'm not seeing eat. It is. It's there. It's in, it. it's in his profile pictures. Ah. I just, I just looked at it. <laughs> so we're all on Facebook right now, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not. But. Eat our penis and poop. So good. So good. Me and you had a couple of dudes. <laughs> Let's move ahead. Freaks and geeks, you are enjoyed. Happy endings, tragically killed. What happened, Colin? It's your fault. It's my fault. I didn't watch it enough, according to ABC, even though, you know, fuck ABC, because they're the ones who killed the show. They basically ran it into the ground by giving it shittier and shittier time slots. Like, when it started off... It was on the same night as Modern Family, got good ratings. Everything was, you know, just peachy. It'll be all right. Yeah, it looked like this was a show that was going to be around for a while. I mean, this past season, I was kind of looking at happy endings like it could be the heir apparent to 30 Rock. You know, just a show, very fast-paced, very funny, and you could always rely on it for just wacky situations and... Too bad. No more. <laughs> it was a fun. It was a fun roller coaster ride for me because I I knew bad times were coming when I hopped on board. Yeah, and I was not disappointed. So you don't regret it. I don't regret it. Is the good times when they lasted. 
but I, I, the writing was on the wall, so to speak. If you guys haven't checked this out, it's got a solid three seasons now. Yeah, it's worth checking out. I don't know. Do you think this is a show that could garner a cult following like Arrested Development? Or Not like Arrested Development. That won't happen again. Or Freaks of Geeks and, I don't know, what are other big cult shows? I guess The Wire. Yeah, I guess. Because I don't know if I do with this one. Maybe maybe because it's not as unique. It's such a simple premise. It's just done really well. Yeah. There's nothing really separating it from a lot of other shows. It took him a while to find the strengths of each member of the ensemble. But what made it great was they they did it after a while. Yeah. I mean, in that first season, I was wondering if Dave and Alex were going to be worthwhile characters, even though they were the focal point of the show. I was like, are are they going to just be Ross and Rachel, like the two basically main characters of the show that aren't that funny? But they found, they figured out a way to make them funny. By making them hella stupid. Yeah, basically. (laughs) The old dumb card. And I, I don't know. I'm hoping maybe Adam Pally, the guy who played Max, will show up in more stuff. He is in probably the funniest scene in Iron Man 3, where he's just like a super huge Iron Man fan. You guys remember that scene? Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah. You could get a whole lot more of that guy. He's, he was basically the breakout character. Of Iron Man 3? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, no, of heavy endings. I'm <laughs> glad to see that. <laughs> His IMD picture is a picture of him standing next to Shaq. <laughs> That's appropriate. Yeah, it seems <laughs> seems pretty good for him. But, you know, yeah. uh, every ensemble show has to have, like, the weird one, you know, the, the Sheldon, if you will, or or maybe the Barney. Want to go a little more dated, and he's definitely that that one. You, the you, Joey. Yeah, I guess it's hard, to, it's hard to say what it is on Friends. I don't know because like Joey's kind of a loser, but he gets late all the time. He gets late all the time. He likes he's like way cooler than everyone. <laughs> yeah, I guess the thing everyone... about Max is he's like doesn't have any of its shit together compared to everyone else. <laughs> Except for one episode. Which is like there's that one terrific. episode where they they show how in winter he basically just goes into hibernation. <laughs> starts just acting like a bear when they start asking him to get up. He just growls at them and he's just covered in wool clothing. <laughs> uh, we're not convinced anyone. Someday you guys will be like, I have nothing left to watch. <laughs> I don't know. You're I'm, I'm the thinking, whole world is gone. Thinking this might be a uh, dark side of the internet night for me. <laughs> Looking this up, I don't know. Every I feel like every show we've listed on here that I haven't watched, like or haven't watched in a long time, I'm like, oh man, I gotta I gotta watch this tonight. Except for the next one, 
<laughs> I don't know, Sean. John might convince me. Huh? I have to try real hard. So, Joey, John, tell us about Joey. It was Friends spinoff. Um, two seasons, 42 episodes, something like that. They moved Joey down to L.A. and he lived with his sister and his brother and like they found a dynamic because like oh joey's so stupid how he's gonna how's he gonna be like the main guy and they 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 kept him stupid and they gave him like a really really annoying like nephew or something that guy fucking sucked i don't know that guy's name i think he's a show on usa network or (laughs) did sounds about right i feel like shows on usa are all about characters whose hair like spikes up you know what i mean (laughs) so precise like spiky hair. That guy is like the definition of <laughs> an actor who would fit in well on USA. Uh, Dre DeMatteo was his sister from Sopranos. Yes, she, she she's tried to make part, it work. It's even better. I can't remember her shtick. I feel like she's like really promiscuous. She's like sleeping with a lot of dudes or something. Um, I don't know. I, I think this show is just. Because I was really, I was really into the last season of Friends, and it was sad that it was ending. So it did kind of like this. This show sort of like eased the pain, I think, a little bit. Like sort of. I mean, it wasn't as good, but he still had Joey, and he was just as good. And the show was so stupid, but Joey was so stupid, so it kind of worked. Um, and it was always funny because he's an actor, so that always always set up interesting like working gigs, working like I remember there's a couple episodes where he's working with. Uh, Oh, God, what's his name? The guy from Night Court. John Larroquette? Yeah, like, they were doing a movie together, and he's, like, a total asshole. That was pretty good. I, I can't remember if he's... I don't think he's playing himself, but they had a good a good couple of episodes together. Because no one just, knows who John Larroquette is. Yeah, it was definitely turn-your-brain-off television. <laughs> I remember your argument for why you watched it was always like, well, you know, it's not like any better or any worse than your average dumb sitcom, you know? I guess I'm, I, I mean, I haven't seen it in such a long time, but I, I like to think that I could stand by that. Yeah, I, I mean, that does kind of seem fair if you accept that all, like also you spent, you know, 11 years investing in this character. But... <sighs> I do not believe Joy stood on his own as well as you say he did. I, I don't know that I said he stood that well. <laughs> <laughs> I think even what you're saying may be an overstatement. I mean, like I said, I, I enjoy this the same way I enjoy something like, I don't know, like King of Queens or something, you know, just a stupid sitcom show. I mean, it's probably even worse than that. Uh, hey man, King and Queen's most stable relationship on sitcom history. <laughs> I'll have to take your word on that one. Um, I, I think mean, King and Queen's ended too early. <laughs> but it lasts like back. twelve seasons. <laughs> bring it back. Those, bring those it one back. Of those shows that just went. It, it's and I, nobody noticed. It's pretty much the the live action King of the Hill. I think. Oh my god, it did have nine seasons. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's just like one of those. What? what? He did? He just ate food for nine years? <laughs> no, he got like super skinny at one point. Well, not super skinny, but like, you know, like MMA skinny. Like like Thunder <laughs> Boom or whatever that movie was. <laughs> 
I don't understand. Did that movie come out after that show was canceled? Yeah. I'm just uh, saying, like, that's what so he looked there, like. But there was a season where he got thunder boom and shit. <laughs> there is an episode of The Camp Queens where Patton Oswalt's character has one line really early on, and then he's just in the house for the rest of the scene, but no one talks to him again. <laughs> So Pat Oswalt just stands in the background, staring out into space without moving. It's like really <laughs> haunting and hilarious. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, I'm all about King of Queens. Right. I feel like I'm about King of Queens, like John's about King of the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you mean by it's like King of the Hill, the oh, show. Yeah. It's just a show that's it's not bad. It never was bad, but it would never was like uh, anything but. <laughs> Like a little bit above average, like just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you gotta have your, uh, I don't know, Lou Ferrigno fix. Oh, yeah, but yeah. as, yeah, I was just gonna ask if Lou Ferrigno was a recurring character, but that Hell question yes, does not need to be answered. Okay, all right, he was. Did he play Is himself? He... Yes. I think he can only play himself because no one else is that monstrous. It sounds all weird. <laughs> um, but I mean, as for Joey, I really wasn't. I really didn't want to even put it on this list. You guys kind of pressured me into it because you know, I just show I kind of had. You're such a diehard fan. You saw every episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just remember in high school, like, I was kind of pumped. Like, John got me a little bit pumped to watch it. I was like, all right, I can do this. Like, I'll watch it with you. And I watched, like, the first two or three episodes, and then I missed one. And I was like, oh, it's over. I can't. I'm, I, I'm out of I'm it. way too behind. Story. Exactly. <laughs> I was done. All right, then. Party down, anyone? I'm... Down. Indeed. This was a show about a bunch of caterers. And it's funny because it's in Los Angeles and they're all like actors and writers who have no interest in their jobs. And so like they're constantly sent to these bizarre parties most of the time. And they just don't give a shit about their job. Except for their boss, of course, played by the uh, Ken Marino. Ken Marino. God, I love that guy. Uh, this is another like awesome ensemble. You got your Adam Scott. You got your Lizzie Kaplan. You got your Martin Starr. You got your, uh, your Jane Lynch. You got that other guy. Pretty one. Yeah. That guy showed up on Happy Endings. Yeah, he gets around. You remember that? A little. No. He's like a douche that and he's trying to turn into not a douche, but he can't do it. <laughs> that sounds familiar. But, yeah, it's kind of like the modern day taxi. <laughs> I just got done watching that show, and it's basically the same thing. It's a bunch of people stuck in this crappy job. They just want to do things that are better, but they can't get out of it. And this show was on Stars. Which, I don't know, it seems like it could have gone either way being on Stars because, like, nobody watches that network. 
it could have very well just kept going on and no one would have noticed or cared except for its fans who would have been pleased. That, show, that channel's got, like, the Spartacus thing. Yeah. Done. Does, it have, does it have anything else? Uh, Magic City. Ah, yeah. I think that's still going, but I, don't, I can't think of a single person in the world who watches it. <laughs> Even if it stars Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Kirkland, hometown hero. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I party down. I don't like really know what to say to people when I like want to recommend it. It's like it's just really funny. If you like all those people, they're all used at their full potential. It's a great ensemble cast. Really was the strength of all its players. And that's another one of those shows where I thought like personally, I feel like the last season for me at least was the best. Like. Cause I just, I'd really grown with these characters now and love seeing all those situations they'd get into. So are you saying they, you prefer, uh, Megan Mullally to Jane Lynch? I, I did actually. Yeah. I like the final season the best. Makes me sad. I don't know what character I like the best. There's a lot of good, got of good stuff. I, I want to say Martin Starr, but he's such like a dick too. Cause he's always about like hard science fiction. Like it's gotta be like really like scientific <laughs> cause he's like a writer, like trying to write scre- like crappy. Wasn't he writing it with like McLovin or something? Oh, he yeah, he was. Oh God. That was the Steve Gutenberg's birthday episode. That was my favorite episode. That was, that was special. I love it when they read his script. That's like so yeah. technical and like lame. <laughs> Like all of which, like instructions and spaceship stuff. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it, it was. What also sucks is this was on Netflix, but then they had that. I mean, whatever. I guess all the star stuff got taken down, so it's it's harder to recommend to people now. But like, it's got such a small cult following, but uh, it's such a good show. Everyone, I think, should check it out. Feel like to laugh. Like you get to at laugh. one point. At one point, it had a promise of a movie. Yeah. And even like one of the creators at one point was like, no, this shit's for real. It's like actually going to get made and like that Arrested Development bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know what to believe. I want to believe. Well, what I wasn't aware of until just like a couple seconds ago is this show had like four or five creators, one being Paul Rudd, but another being Rob Thomas of uh, Veronica Mars fame and seeing that it just got... Not of Matchbox 20. Not of Matchbox 20. Rob Thomas, Veronica (laughs) Mars. um, From Sunnyside, Washington. I'm going to point that out, a little fun fact. Almost moved there. Yeah, you could have become a TV writer. (laughs) I I doubt he moved to Sunnyside, Washington. (laughs) I'm going to do it. He went back for inspiration. But no, he just got Veronica Mars off the ground for a movie on Kickstarter. So he knows that shit works. If he really wanted Party Down, the movie, to happen, I bet he could. Him and Paul Rudd get that shit going, but I don't know. I don't think there's as big uh, cult following for that one. I mean, at least you get to see all these actors all the time and stuff. Like, uh, there's that Burning Love web show. Almost everyone who's been on who's on Party Down has been on Burning Love. So, yeah, and most of them are also on Children's Hospital. Yeah, so the, there's like other shows. They're, they've even appeared as the Party Down characters on an episode of Children's Hospital. Yeah. So there's like other shows to kind of wean you, you know, like you can like go onto those, but um, into that universe, it's not quite the same. But at least you get to enjoy all these actors, you know, at their full comedic potential. So that's good. 
but I miss it. Oh. But a, uh, another show that did get made into a movie after being a failed TV show is Police Squad. Uh, eventually was the Naked Gun movies written by the Zucker Brothers. I just watched this show recently. There's only six episodes, but God damn it, that show is funny. Yeah, Maybe the funniest pilot I have ever seen. And it's probably the best episode of the show because it's like the only one that the Zucker Brothers wrote themselves. And some of the other ones are there are kind of weird moments because you could tell it's people trying to write in that very specific style that they have. But uh, the show is it's so weird to even watch it because it's so unlike anything that would have been on TV at the time because it's like all the other Zucker Brothers stuff. It's played completely straight. There's no laugh track which would have been unheard of in those days, the early 80s. And it's just shot like your standard police procedural, but there's all this crazy shit going on. <laughs> Even the starting credits made, made me laugh hysterically watching it. Like they show the one guy, Frank Drebin's partner, go to his desk and he's getting shot at at his desk and bodies are flying everywhere. Like everyone's getting shot at in the opening credits. And then at one point they say, and Rex Harrison as Abraham Lincoln, and they shoot his hat off and he turns around and just shoots at the camera. <laughs> like just awesome stuff like that. Uh, My only problem with the show is it, it pretty much at least – like I can't even remember if I've seen every episode because every episode is pretty much identical. Pretty much. Like I got to a point where I was like, "Wait, have I?" Like, there's only six episodes, and I still was like, "Wait, have I seen this one?" I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a show that maybe it was best that there were only six of them. Yeah, I can't really see it sustaining itself with the kind of pace. Yeah, you know, a joke every. Like second, it feels like there's something going on in the background. And it's like hilarious. every plot, wasn't it? Every plot was like, okay, this happens, this happens. Then we're gonna go talk to that guy in the shoe shiny thing. Then yeah, he's in every <laughs> episode, like, yeah. and it's, it's like the same joke or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I even remember there is one joke that they use for every episode. It's like their signature joke. At one point in every episode, one character hands another character a cigarette and goes, "Cigarette," and the other character goes. Yes, I know. <laughs> like, they know it's a cigarette that they're showing them. <laughs> Every episode. I mean, what other TV show has done that? Mm. I love the uh, the freeze frame credits. Oh, God. <laughs> they're like, yeah. Well, it's supposed to be like a freeze frame, but they're not. The <laughs> characters are just standing in place. And then they, after a while, they kind of look around or something else will happen. I feel like there's one where like the entire set implodes around yeah. the actors. <laughs> and they're still standing there, <laughs> frozen. God, this list is just bringing back some memories. Mm-hmm. Memories uh, that the whole world deserved to enjoy. They didn't get to. Except for Star Trek. That went on for fucking forever, right? Like a hundred years. It, it, it passes our test in that it got canceled after its third season. Uh, but I have not managed to watch all the episodes. Uh, John, I don't think you succeeded. And Matt, you're trying right now. Do you think you can even make it? Oh, yeah, I'll make it. 
I'll make it. It's just going to take a while. I mean, I, I've I've had to come to the realization. It's just going to take a while. Don't, it's not, you know, don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, okay. it, it does, I, I guess, I mean, I wonder if it was on at the time and I was watching it while it was on and three years doesn't seem like that long for a TV show. So I wonder if I like, oh man, it's, it's gone. But as it is now, I'm I'm fine with it. Like when I first said, "Oh, I want to watch Star Trek," and then I realized there's only three seasons. I was like, "Oh, that's kind of a bummer." But now that I'm watching it, it's good. But I think that's eighty episodes is enough. Like that's that's a good amount. Yeah, I mean it's sustained its cult following for yeah. forty years or whatever with all those episodes, yeah. all those moments. Yeah, and then and then you got the movies, and you know. Right on the animated series is there. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares. Uh, this one guy at work is like, we were talking about Star Trek the other day, and he's like, Doo -doo. This, this guy is a, he's a, like a cops reporter, and <laughs> he comes by my desk like every day. He's like, dude, I saw this dead body today. It was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like every day. He's like, oh, dude, it's like car accident mangled, man. It's fucked up shit, man. It's fucked up God. shit, man. <laughs> Do you ever go to this titty bar down in Mexico, man? <laughs> Fuck that shit, man. <laughs> Anyways, so we're watching Star... We're talking about Star Trek. And, uh, I thought there was going to be a transition there. Oh, no, I just wanted to... I, I just wanted to... I just wanted to, like, you know, lay the groundwork for, for this guy. For this relationship. <laughs> yeah. That's our only relationship. Like, I don't talk to him at all. Like, I'm just telling you fucked up shit. You never come to his desk? Saw no, some kids no like my desk is kind of by the door, so you gotta like come by it. And uh, but my my editor is a big Star Trek fan, and and he's a Star Trek fan, so every once in a while we'll talk about it. And and I, one time I was like, it's like oh, I'm not gonna watch the animated series. It sounds like bullshit. He's like, no man, it's fucked up shit, man. <laughs> you gotta watch that shit. Yeah, this guy calls everything fucked up <laughs> shit. Yeah, he puts this this show on the same level as dead bodies. <laughs> hmm. Well, maybe he's using it differently. I don't know. Okay. But he's all about the animated series. Basically, what I was trying to get to is he's all about the animated series. I don't know what that has to do with this, but I'm glad. I don't, no regrets. No regrets telling that story. I feel like you really enriched all our lives by sharing it. Yeah. I know so little about your workplace, and I'm always really amused to hear the details. <laughs> I'm going to bump Star Trek, though. We got enough. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, if this was Star Trek Enterprise, <laughs> maybe we'd have an argument. Well, wasn't that like five seasons? I, I don't... I feel like four? I don't know. I, I feel... All I know is everyone says Enterprise really hit its stride in its last season. Yeah, that's like what my boss was saying. Like, it totally sucks until they, like, realize, like, what they should be doing, and then it got canceled. <laughs> Too damn bad. I'm excited to be disappointed. Colin is a show about college kids, like Seth Rogen. Just yeah. trying to get by. And Jay Burrichelle. The show that gave the world Jay Burrichell. Finally. For, for better better or for worse. Uh, Jay Burrichell's an unstoppable force. He would have made it regardless of any. Yeah, pretty much because he didn't really do anything for about 
five or six years after the show ended. <laughs> so uh, he found a way. Vengeance. God, that was weird. Like two years ago, when he was in every movie. Uh, that's overstating it. He's in like three movies. It just seemed like where did that's this a lot come from? All the way yeah. saying. <laughs> Anyways, this show, uh, I guess, for a lot of people and for me, was kind of a companion show to Freaks and Geeks. After I watched Freaks and Geeks, I I was like, oh, I guess I might as well watch Undeclared now, since it was also show that had the whole Apatow crew and Jed Apatow actually created it. Just a producer and writer. Freaks and geeks. Yeah? And do you want me to stop? What are you trying to evoke in me right now? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it's definitely feels like more of an Apatow show just because it's funnier. It's It's got more of a half-hour comedy dynamic instead of the more dramatic nature of Freaks and Geeks, which maybe people don't like that about it as much as Freaks and Geeks, but uh, I, I might like Undeclared better just because I am more of a half-hour comedy kind of guy. And it, it still has that kind of sweet-natured, sort of heartfelt quality to it that all of Apatow's stuff has at, at some point or another. I've seen this on TV back in the day, but I don't remember much. Uh, I remember the Will Ferrell episode, mm-hmm. which may or may not have also been the episode when uh, Seth Rogen is dating a virgin and he does not want to deflower her. I can't remember that the same episode. That's pretty sweet. Will Ferrell's a guy that he just does all the tests for students. They just bring it to him and he'll he'll ace it. Is he a student? No. He's like a former student, but now he just hangs out and plays PlayStation 2 all day. <laughs> I think and this was back when PlayStation 2 was new. Oh man. So he was like pro gamer, I guess. <laughs> Also, oh, I remember an episode where the guy was doing impressions. Is that yeah. an episode? That, yeah. Who's that, who's that guy? I don't know what happened to that actor. <laughs> he's like, at first, he's pretty annoying. Wait, no, I'm thinking of a different actor. Anyways, it doesn't matter because you don't know who either of them are. <laughs> Anyways, the one thing that does stick out to me is Ben Stiller makes a cameo appearance in an episode late in the series. It might have been the last episode. Starting to think Ben Stiller has a thing for showing up on failed TV shows, like (laughs) right as they're ending. Because he's also on one of the last episodes of Freaks and Geeks. He's also on Arrested Development in its original run. Ben Stiller showed in the last board of the season. Perhaps he's a curse? I don't know. He was on Extras. That only made it two seasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's brief. Well, he was on an episode of Friends, and that show... That show Despite all good of Ben Stiller's powers, he could not bring down the juggernaut that was Friends. Yeah. It's okay. He made Night of the Museum, too. 
No, what a very weird memory for me of Undeclared was in its original run was I remember seeing a promo for it on Fox on 9-11 (laughs) (laughs) during school because it was that day and we were just watching Fox, I guess, whatever news feed they're playing and then their commercials for Undeclared. Maybe so, you could say text booming you out. Check I out mean, undeclared. Maybe you could say that that tied into the the fact that the show didn't last. People just well, weren't that nine eleven show. Yeah, people just weren't ready to laugh again. I guess. I, I wish know. I got to watch TV on nine eleven. Oh yeah, you were in. Uh, you were over at ICS. ICS International Community School, where we would not let world events dampen our <laughs> learning. Even if the world was changing in real time. Yeah, you had to learn Spanish. See? Si. See, look how much better off you are. <laughs> Anyways, now that we've uh, spiced things up with a 9 11 conversation, <laughs> let's talk about United States of Terra. Uh, I don't really remember how I got. Uh, I don't really remember how I got into this show. <laughs> Is it all right? <laughs> Sean's just freaking out. I don't know what's going what? on. I'm so tired. What is the United States of Terra about? I'm. It's uh. It's Diablo Cody. Uh, supposedly based on an idea by Steven Spielberg, which I was not aware. Of. Well, I knew he was a producer, but I wasn't well, aware. Of. He said the same thing about Boom Blocks. So. <laughs> I'm so Basically, Tony Collette played a mother of what seemed like a typical family. But she had, like, uh, identity disorders. So she had all these alter egos that she called her alters. And she primarily had three. There's one where she was, like, this perfect, like, 1950s mom. And then there's, like, one where she'd be, like, this, like, slutty teenager. And then she'd be, like, this redneck who was, like, a man. And she'd switch every day and always get in these, like, super tense situations. And it'd be super awkward. But that's what kind of made the show interesting is it's always just throwing them into these uncomfortable situations that kept you on your toes. It was always kind of exciting. I don't know. It's weird. It's like, it was funny, but it also like made me like super uncomfortable, but I, I kept wanting, I kept watching cause I wanted to see, well, where is this going to go? Cause like they're always like trying to fix her problem and take her to places. And then by the third season, it's like, they were going to take her to some place that was like, Oh, this is going to like, you know, we're going to figure this all out. And then it got canceled. Like at where it was getting the most interesting and like, <laughs> delving into her psychosis. Like, I really liked the premise. I mean, the characters are pretty good. I, her husband was played by John Corbett, and he's like, you know, John Corbett, he like, narrates, like, Applebee's commercials. He's just, like, the nicest guy. Like, he's just super cool, nice, stud guy. And uh, very much the Patrick Wilson type, which I'm also a fan of. And what was awesome is his best friend on the show was played by Patton Oswalt. And then they ended up working Patton Oswalt into the show pretty frequently. He's pretty much the main cast by like second season. So, you know, that, that ain't too, that ain't half bad. Um, it wasn't like great or anything, but, um, it was inventive and I respect that. And it's nice having like a dramedy show. That's only like a half an hour. Like, that's always, like, a void. Like, I'm always trying to, like, fill that void with, like, shows that are comedies but also, like, dramas. Like, after this, I got into Weeds, another female-driven show also on Showtime. And I watched all of that. I tried Uh, to watch it, but I couldn't get into it. 
it's easy to watch or at least it was for me those kind of shows that are they're comedy but they're not like really stupid they, they you know they're, they're, the writers were making some sort of effort which i admire uh, it wasn't an amazing show but i would have liked to see some closure because it was it was unique and it wasn't like super annoying like i know a lot of people don't like diablo cody but i wouldn't say i mean she didn't write like every episode it wasn't too gimmicky or anything it worked it was it was fine it's my two cents yeah they probably just got canceled because high concept yeah but since like um that. yeah that's that's probably it people are like i don't get it it's too confusing and if you didn't start watching from the beginning you're not going to be able to enjoy anything else um but we can just strike that since i'm the only person who's seen it so i think it's a good enough reason We got ten. Us with ten. Yeah. yeah. So we'll put in order of like ones I'd want to see like come back. I guess. I guess that's the approach we should take. Mm. What did you say? We're gonna order these in the desire to have it return to the airwaves. Oh. You don't like that? I don't and know. I feel like they should just stand on their own. As what they are. As what they are. Or. Yeah. Should it be which ones we wished? I guess because like further police in squad, original, right? police squad is on this, and it like it's a pretty obvious reason why that's not coming back. <laughs> I think it should be, you know how how bad you want it or wanted it to stay on in the day, because like yeah, you can bring back freaks and geeks. <sighs> So they're in high school, even though everyone's 40. They <laughs> <laughs> made it work on Friday Night Lights. Okay, yeah, let's just do it by, like, it had a good run. I wish it had kept going. Does that seem reasonable? Because that's sort of like, wish it would come back, and it's also sort of like, how, it's, how well it stands on its own. Mm-hmm. That's, it's, it's like the middle ground. Sure, yeah. Um, and with that said, do you guys want me to put the critic at 10? Because I, I like it more, I guess. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to fight. Um, there's definitely shows on here I haven't seen, so it's up to you guys where those go. So why did Flood of the Conquerors get kicked off? Because they ended it. It did not get canceled. Okay. That so was our rule. So it shouldn't have even been on British in the first place. Yeah. I don't know. That seems a bit weird. I don't I just feel like it should probably be on the list. It was a short-lived TV show. I thought that was the only... That was the criteria. But it shows to live a short life. So. But that doesn't make me not want it any. That doesn't mean that it wasn't. I mean, it was still oh, short. But then I could have put to make it short lived. The extras and, and the office. Well, yeah, but those don't count because they're British. They're like <laughs> that's like the point. That's what they do. This like could have kept going, but it didn't. It's from New Zealand. Maybe that's what they no, do over there. American I don't shit. know New Zealand law. At least New Zealand broadcast. Yeah, but they didn't like wrap it up with a special and all you know they did they went back to New Zealand 
story this is of such bullshit. Oh, these are such lame excuses. <laughs> no, it should totally be on the list. I don't understand. Like, I don't understand why it's on that other category either. Like, well, then what gets cut? Well, um, critics at ten, so I think that's like pretty obvious. <laughs> okay. I mean, we were hesitant to even talk about it. Boom but Squad. Police Squad. No, I said Boom Squad. Or thun- boom. Thunder Boom. I was just Thunder Boom. I was just. It was like an expletive at Sean. Like booyah. Oh, okay. It's, it's late. So it's even better than saying boom. Yeah, Thunder Boom. Th- thunder Boom. <laughs> thunder Boom. Doesn't really work. Kevin James. Kevin James. Kevin James. Kevin James. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. He had to say his name multiple times because he's like the mass of multiple people at this point. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Works for me. I could go with police squad down further. Yeah, me too. Because I I don't know that I would have wanted to keep going. It definitely would have been interesting if a show like that could have kept going just because it was so unlike anything that was on TV. <laughs> but uh, we got The Naked Gun, which is uh, pretty awesome. It served its purpose. Yeah. And, uh... I just I, wish OJ was on it, that's all. Yeah. <clears throat> He doesn't do TV. Except on high-speed car chases. <laughs> so how, how high are we going to go with 3 South? The most obscure I mean, that's one that could come back. I mean, I don't know. We all have a, have a place in our heart for it. I don't know that all of us have watched that much of Andy Richter. I've seen all of it many times. Yeah. I had it like on my iPod. It was one of like three shows I had on my iPod. I've seen it all the way through many times. I greatly enjoy it. Okay, that's, that's he's good. haunted by the old man who started the company he works for, and he's like racist and stuff. <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> No, I, I do know. There's no reason. reasoning with tired Sean. Mm, probably not. I mean, I could go with undeclared down. Right. Or, since no one else has watched it, but you guys should. Basically, at this point, anything you say, Sean, will just do. No one else is saying anything. Unless it goes against his will. <laughs> what do you mean? I put the Concords back on the list. I like it, even though it by putting it on this list goes against everything I stand for. <laughs> I can live with that. Uh, well, next I would go with another one only Sean has seen, Firefly. You are one crazy son of a bitch. And I like that about you, so I'll give it to you. <laughs> All right. Here's why. They got the movie that I think sufficiently wraps it up. 
I would also have put Arrested Development low on this list, even if it hadn't gotten brought back, because I feel like the third season finale is good enough as a series finale. I've said this before on our Bromance's Good Movie, Bad Movie, and I say it now for a second time. <laughs> okay, how about now, Andy Ricker? Yeah, it should have been below Firefly, but... <laughs> Well, you're so adamant about putting it higher. I, I couldn't really argue with it. I couldn't argue with your tired logic. Party down. Party down, party down, party down, party down. It should be higher than Happy Endings. Let's happy. be real. All right, Happy Endings. I, I don't know. I've never seen either of the shows. Uh, yeah, Happy Endings could go now, next. Then I suppose party down. Party down below five the Concords. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. we were talking about it with such affection. I uh, like yeah, I I really really more like so than party down. I, I really like five the Concords. I think it's really funny, but it ended. You know, you know, dog. Shit's done. Party down. So much room to grow. Yeah, could have kept going. Nick Offerman didn't even appear yet. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't happy with the Flight of the Concords ending, though. It's pretty downbeat. I would I have thought, much rather see them bounce back in another season. I thought it was really funny because they they did it's like funny, but uh, it's not what I wanted. Because like any other that. show, they would have gotten out of that situation. But Flight of the Concords, like, no, that shit's permanent. That happened. I'd, I'd still take another season over that joke ending though like having it like that (laughs) (laughs) so party down at four Mm -hmm. and then freaks and geeks or fire the concord probably fire the concords I guess yeah that's probably what I would go with and then (sighs) this is like something I didn't foresee but I guess no, this is what I expected. I mean, Chappelle's show is one of the funniest sketch shows of all time. Freaks and Geeks has an emotional attachment, so that kind of gives it more personal value, uh, for me at least. Uh, and I mean, it's... it's... Freaks and Geeks is more tragic because, like, just people weren't watching and it got canceled. Chappelle's show is a total clusterfuck. <laughs> Like I don't know how that could have worked. If if Chappelle like so hated being a celebrity and was afraid what he was doing was actually promoting racism instead of making fun of it, then I'm not sure that I'm not sure Chappelle's show like could have ever gone on beyond its stellar first and second season anyway. Like I've seen those third season episodes. They're like weird and sad. I don't know. Are if they would, are they weird and sad because you know the story, or are they weird? Yeah. yeah, I absolutely cannot watch those without thinking about like all the weirdness that went into the production, especially because they're like hosted by a uh, uh, Charlie Murphy and the the other guy who's like the main guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Darnell something. Darnell Rawlings, I want to say. He should have had his Ashley own sketch. Larry. So are you saying Chappelle at number two? Uh, I think that's what I'm saying. I'm 
kind of leaning towards Chappelle number one. You what? haven't even seen all Freaks and Geeks. So I know. <laughs> like, also Freaks and Geeks, it seems like such the epitome of a short-lived TV show because it, it's, it's garnered such, you know, a beloved cult audience over the years. For Chappelle's show to have come back and been good, I would have had to, like, change the nature of the universe. <laughs> For a good second season of Freaks and Geeks, like, all you have to do is let those people keep working. Obviously, I've been outvoted, so it's not a big deal. Nothing's a big deal at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> so that has been our top 10 short-lived TV shows. They are in order. Number 10, Police Squad. Number 9, Free South. Number 8, Undeclared. Number 7, Firefly. Number 6, Andy Richter Controls the Universe. Number 5, Happy Endings. Number 4, Party Down. Number 3, Flight of the Concords. Number 2, Chappelle's Show. And number 1, Freaks and Geeks. It feels good to read a top 10 list again, guys. It's been such a long time. Let's keep the good times rolling at our website, mildlyplease.com, on our iTunes feed, and then just generally floating through the ether on the airwaves of the internet. If those exist, that would be cool. We've been Top 10 Thursdays. We'll see you next week.